This episode of the Golf Game Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is presented to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win 500 bucks. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's your boy, Boston Capper. I'm here with Matt Gannon tonight. We're going to break down the Wells Fargo DFS card. What's up, Matt? How you doing, buddy? What's going on? I love doing our shows like once a month. Um, DFS is yeah, on. Yeah. This is new, so happy yeah. we're... No, I mean, it's not new, but new to... I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> happy, to, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Trying to diversify that portfolio, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's all we're trying for to sure. do. Yeah. How'd you make out last week? Last week was right, like literally one of my worst weeks. I mean, I kind of uh-huh. faded the top. So what happened when you fade the top? They finished one, two. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to do well when that happens. But I mean, not going to win every week. So it, it nope. is what it is. Yeah, I talked Steve off of you know on the betting show, and uh, he's not he's not happy with me right now. So what was, what was your case that he was uh, that he was sold? No, just fuck it. Oh, I know. So I don't even look at that anymore, which is fine. Um, but um, I, but no, it was just like, do you really want to bet Fina at eight to one? Like, is that no, that's, fun? It's not fun. No, it's not fun. Not fun. It's not fun. It's not I mean, fun. it's fun. It's fun if you win, but like, it's not fun. Right. Exactly. I got you. Yeah, but I mean, you throw down a couple hundred bucks on one golfer in a tournament. It's I mean, look, it played out the way everybody thought it was going to play out. Ridiculous, but it is what it is. We're on to, uh, we're on to Wells Fargo, man. Fuck on to Wells Fargo. <laughs> the, uh, so last year was at Potomac this year. Uh, we're back. So I, I think I confused that last, uh, this morning when I was doing the outright, I don't know. I thought it was two years ago, uh, but it was last year was Potomac. So pretty interesting. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, you got any, any outrights yet? Uh, yeah, I bet Patrick Cantlay actually. So I, I, so I was going to ask you about him because I know you're a fucking Cantlay guy. So I became it, a Cantlay guy. So why? Just because everybody hates him? Like honestly, <laughs> that's a reason. But like, I just can't. I'm going to bet Cant- Patrick Cantlay into like through the Open Championship. He's going to win, I think, at least once. And okay. it's not like I'm only betting Patrick Cantlay. I'm still having. A, I'm going to have a card. Yeah. But like, I just will get so mad if I miss Patrick Cantlay. And I've taken a firm stance too on him. Just so I know this isn't a betting show, but I'm betting Patrick Cantley and I'm firmly because right. you look at all the stats, like he's the best player in the world, not named Scotty Scheffler or John Rahm, like stick stroke game wise. So I'm I'm just riding the Cantley train. The putter's gonna catch up to that ball striking sooner than later. So all right. So it's, so it's Bermuda Greens, right? Which is not his best surface, right? No, That's his best. He's played here once and missed the cut. Does that yeah, I think he does played that here you a little bit. Um like it does. I don't feel great about it, to be honest. I just, I just can't like back down from Patrick Cantlay. But this is by far, by far the best form he's ever been into coming into like this is truly some of the best form of his career. So yeah, I don't really yeah. care what yeah. I don't really care what golf course it's on. Uh, this is he, he's a guy who can contend anywhere for the most part. His game yeah. looks good on paper anywhere, which is a scary thing with Patrick Cantlay. That's why except Florida. We bet, that's why everyone bets Florida. not Florida. Yeah. So that's why we uh bet him everywhere. So I don't know. I'm just going to keep riding this Patrick Cantlay train. I got a 14 to one. That's probably the best number you can. I'm not sure if that Fandle number is still there. It it was down to 12. I saw most spots, but I hit that 14, like eight o'clock this morning or whenever it came out. So (laughs) (laughs) you text BK to do it for you. No, I got another boy back in, back in Jersey to do it for me. So he's like my proxy from back home. So I I hit that 14 (laughs) off Fandle, and I didn't make anything else besides that. 
So what's funny is, is like I like I, I'll throw a one and done pick in because I missed like two weeks, uh, and so like I immediately like Monday morning I'll just throw a one and done in, and he was my just throw it in, and but then I was like, oh, all right, let me take a look. I don't want to bet that fucking number because I don't like it that much. And I looked into it, and it just scares me that he he, he only played here once and missed the cut. Like I know he's in good form, but I don't know. It just makes me nervous at that number. And what's I mean, what's his ownership at in DFS? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it. He'll. I don't think he'll touch that Rory number or no, even Rory's gonna be no. Uber Chuck. Yeah. Rory's All right. Well, fuck it. We're already in the ten K range. So, so Patrick can't lay your guy. And what what are you doing with Rory? I mean, well, if, honestly, so we're, we're, God. I don't know if I'm gonna like play him. I might just eat that Rory chalk because just like just like Patrick Cantlay, he's a, a win is coming. I think a win is just as soon for Rory McIlroy. And even though, even if someone's chalky, if they win, you're gonna have to play them. And at what was he eleven one? Yeah, eleven yeah, one. Yeah, so they didn't even make uh, it difficult to make a lineup. Yeah, it's not that difficult to make a, a lineup. And this isn't the greatest field ever in an elevated event. It's like a regular Wells field. And Rory's dominated this event for his whole career. Yeah. So, yep. and who knows? The putter has been a problem. He went back home to Florida, what, two to three weeks off. Yep. I, we know he's been working. So, and he's a guy who's not just going to back down when everyone's like, Rory, you kind of look like a coward. So, and yeah. which he has. So, I don't think he's the guy to right. back down. No, no. He's got to firmly stand up to that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was talking about it on this morning's show. I was like, look, I, there is consideration to be made where I might just bet Rory and call it a fucking day. Because what more Rory thing would there to be for exactly. coming off two missed cuts, goes home, takes a couple weeks off, gets his head together, comes to a course he fucking dominates. Uh, I mean, what's his worst finish here in the last five years? Ten? <laughs> you know what I mean? Something like, stupid yeah, like 16, that, yeah. Two, yeah, T16 in, in 2018. But it's no fun, right? And so... I'll probably end up betting the same losers I always bet in the twenties and fucking lose my money. That's how it works. So. If I, I mean, if I didn't, if I wasn't so obsessed with Patrick Cantlay, like he, I would have went single bullet Rory just because I'm usually not scared to bet the top of the board and just go yeah. like single bullet or just two two man card. Yep. But I don't know. I just it's the Patrick Cantlay thing. But I'm going to play Rory heavy in DFS because. I and I bet those both two my my card at the Masters was Rory Cantley. Like I love both of those two guys. I obviously can't fit them both here. No. So I would say pick one or the other in bet whether that's betting DFS. I would say like they're both very good options. I mean, obviously they're the two top two price guys. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, obviously. I mean, think about it though. So like Rom was like fucking like forty percent owned, fifty percent owned, sixty percent owned in some of the higher yeah. stakes shit last week and. You know, it's it started and it looked like, oh man, fading round was the move. But yeah, uh, it come at the end of the day, it was not the fucking move. So no. maybe maybe it, keep it simple, stupid, right? Fucking play play Rory and DFS and maybe leave them off your back. Okay. Yeah, if someone's sixty five percent owned and they win the golf tournament, you need to play them. Yeah, or at least he needs to score it up because I mean, if he's sixty five percent only wins, then it's a five v five, and then oh man, it, yeah, right. it's just yeah, you you, you almost. If he gets up to like 40 or 50, I think just gameplay you want to, or game theory rather, you want to fade him just because of that, right? So if half the field has the fucking winner, now you're 5v5 and you're going against, you know, whatever size contest you're in. Meanwhile, right. if he doesn't do well, then you just wipe the field out. Or, you know what I mean? Right. Like 50% of the field out. So I think as far as like game theory goes, unless you, man, he's a scary fade though, but I don't know, whatever. <laughs> what are you going to thoughts on anybody else up here for you now coming off a win or, or Xander. I don't, I don't want anything to do with either of them. 
I don't know. I feel like in this past two years, everyone would have just not played Finau coming off of a win, but people are getting smarter because yeah. guys play well, even if they win, even though yeah. like they're like, oh, I don't want to play a guy who just won. The same thing when we get to Matt Fitz. No one's going to want to play him off the win. I, but I think people are getting smarter, and they will. I think both yeah. of them are great plays. You look at what's a, what, what's a golf course you want Tony Fino at, a place that you need to drive the ball long and straight. And I know he hasn't played, had great results here, but yeah. it makes sense on paper. So mm-hmm. I think Fino, it's going to be interesting to see how this 10K range sorts out. Xander Shoffley, I would say no more than 12% owned because yeah. he's struggling with the driver. And I don't really understand that 10-7 price. Is, the, is DraftKings sharp for making him price like that? Possibly. Uh, I know he finished that backdoor top five at Harbor town. Yep. Not really a uh, comparable course, but it's going to be interesting to see nope. how Shoffley just plays this week. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think the thing is keep me, it's not about Fina winning last week. It's just the course history here because you're right. Yeah, it's guy, very I, weird. I, yeah. I mean, Mr. Cot T60 T21. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had money on him uh, in 2021 when he missed the cut. Because on paper he looks like he should do it, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I Xander, he's. I think I'm just done with Xander for a little while. I think I need a little break. Uh, he's just, I don't know, man. He just doesn't seem like he's got that dog in him. You know what I mean? Like he just doesn't. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm just gonna pass on him, and I'm passing on Kayla just because I just I don't he's I don't like him on Bermuda. Uh, I don't like the fact that he's only played him once and missed the cut. Uh, I listen. I, everything you said about his form is 100 percent correct. I mean, the guy is on fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Look at the ball striking numbers. DK scoring. He's number one in this field with DK scoring off the tee. Um, yeah. So it's a scary fate at Cantlay, especially since he was like my first initial reaction to put in one and done. Uh, but you can't. St- I mean, you you can't play two of these guys up there. So I think I'll just no. end up eating especially the with this. This field's not. I, I mean, I said it's not the strongest field, but it's still a strong field. You can't play. T- Really, two guys up here. You have to get nah. really crazy down the bottom. Yeah, you gotta get. It's not like kid. last week where you, the whole field was basically six K players, so you could do whatever you wanted. <laughs> exactly. But, and, exactly. Yeah, it's not like last week. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, listen. Before we jump into the next range, uh, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May, and not only do you get an amazing fifty percent off, but you also get a chance to win five hundred bucks. Shady Rays got you covered. From the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shades have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. They offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they get your long, get your back long after your purchase. If you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair and return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team is always has your back. And so go to ShadyRays.com, use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGamePodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win 500 bucks in the Shady May contest. Yeah, and listen, they're all polarized. Matt, you live down here in Florida now. There is no nothing more worthless than a non-polarized pair of sunglasses, especially no. living in Florida. And so you might as well not have anything on your face. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. yeah. I might you, hit you, I might hit that offer. I'm not even a big sunglasses guy, but it's it, it's a it's a nice offer. You have to be. How the fuck can you live down here without having sunglasses? I don't know. And I have light eyes too. I just don't wear I yeah. And I, whenever I get sunglasses, I just never wear them. I don't. I don't know why. Oh. I truthfully don't. Dude, I can't. I can't. Like, so I got blue eyes, and like, I can't. Like, I just. I literally can't. Like, I die. Like, I'm like, this is yeah. ridiculous. I, like, I will go out and buy a pair. 
my sunglasses. Like if you don't have them, you'll just get you'll just get shitty sunglasses. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like if I'm on my way to the golf course and I fucking forgot my sunglasses, guess guess who's paying double the money at at the at the pro shop? Me. You probably have a lot of random sunglasses scattered around your house. (laughs) I do, I do. And my kids take them and they break them. My daughters steal them, so they're just like sweatshirts. Yeah. yeah, same thing. Exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, I went looking for my Bruins sweatshirt the other night, fucking uh, before the game. It's just like a long sleeve tee. And it's in my fucking daughter's room. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, burn at this point, just burn it. You don't, you yeah, don't for real. Anymore. Worthless, worthless. Not taking the cheese on that fucking team anymore. Gutless jokers. One cup in 51 years. One cup <laughs> with these fucking teams. And I, man, I <laughs> fucking, and then I saw Andercurse was on them. Everything was going against them. President's Trophy, Andercurse. Yeah, fuck it. Tough team, sun, sunrise, fucking Florida, unbelievable. And in, 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 in fucking hand, hockey, uh, that joke. hand pass thing that cost us the game was a fucking joke. Hit the brush finger. Yeah, I saw that. Was I was kind of confused because it wasn't intentional. As you should have been correct. Yeah, and yeah. what's funny is, is in the rule book you can see. I don't know some crazy Bruins fan went and found the rule, and yeah, it, he, they clearly didn't have to call that. It was fucking ridiculous. But no, oh well, NHL whatever. We're 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 on to just paying attention to golf, and I guess I'll pay. I'll I'll, I'll pretend like I'm a Celtics fan if we win a championship. Yeah, who cares? About, no one cares about the NBA. No one cares about the NBA. Yeah, I don't care. It's such a terrible product. Sorry, we're not the worst. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the nine K range is you know where my typical losers are, right? Where I'm like, I can get behind this. Uh, I. What do you think about speed? So the same reason why I didn't like Cantlay. Spieth has no course history here, but the man was a stud in the President's Cup. Yeah. And it's Spieth is close. And I'm honestly happy he didn't win at Heritage because I would have been upset if I missed that Spieth win. Because I've been, yeah. bef- before I got on this can't like kick, I was all about Jordan. And I'm just hoping it doesn't happen till like Colonial because I'm going to bet him at Colonial, even if he's like, Ooh, like six that. to one. Like he won't be, but like, okay. I'm going to bet him there. Um, yeah. I I don't really see this as like a Jordan Spieth course, but like he's became someone who performs everywhere. Just like how he performed at API, just yep. you got to drive it long and straight here. You got to drive it long and straight at some courses he's contended in. And yep. I don't. He's, no he's not he short anymore. No, no, short no, anymore. no, no. He's and, got. He, yeah. Became long. And other than Cantlay, I mean, I would say, I mean, I don't care what the strokes game data says, but as far as like. What's he got? One, two, three. He's got four top fives in his, in his last six events. And he's got five top tens in his last seven. Like that is a fucking crazy run. He's right there. And one of my one of my locals hung up, still had a two in front of his name. So I snapped at that this morning. Snapped. So you grabbed Jordan. Yeah, I don't I think I that's to. like and it's like sometimes, like you said, just to keep it simple. Don't even worry about course fit. Play the guys who are playing good golf. DFS yeah, exactly. betting like Jordan Spieth playing good golf. Okay, two in front of his name. Not the strongest field of the year. Can Jordan Spieth win this event? Hundred ten percent. Yep, I love it. 110%. What are your feelings on Max? Um, I am out on Max. He will be highly okay. owned along with oh, yeah. Victor Hovland. They will be they will be the chalk of this range. Max Homa is has not hit his driver well since the, the players. players. Yeah, since the players. Yep. It's had not his driver well, and you need that here. And he's done that here. He's done that at TPC Potomac, where wherever it says Wells in front of it, Max Home performs. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe he'll maybe he'll get back to that driver. Uh, but we, you, I haven't seen it, so how can I back that? Agree. This is the lowest he's ever been priced in the Wells Fargo Championship, or highest ever been priced. I mean, right. So, 
I don't want to uh, buy that, especially when the form's not yeah. really there. Because when Max is a guy who who shows it, like you see when he's playing well, and now he's playing bad. Like, yeah, you can see it coming. So I'm off that. Um, Victor Hovland, I don't hate at all. Like he makes sense. He, I don't hate it. But I'm gonna go with Colin Morikawa in this in this nine. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know he's gonna be playing out of the fairway, and it just is a matter of can he have a plus seven iron week and he's really good from the 175 to 225 bucket range. He's obviously one of yeah. the best iron players in the world. We know he's going to be out of the fairway. He doesn't got to make 25 birdies and he's at priced at nine, eight combine him being the highest priced golfer, one of the highest priced golfers in the nine K range with max and Victor eating up the chalk. Colin Morcow is yeah. going to go under the radar for sure. I think Vic is going to be the highest on guy on the slate. If it's not yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, and I just, I, I think I'm done with Hovland for a little bit. I just can't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I can't. So. I can't, man. Like, it, like his meltdowns on Sundays or just his, his nonplussed efforts on fucking Sundays, I just can't handle. I thought it was a good sign last year when he made uh, the final group uh, at, at the Open and then just didn't do anything with it. I was like, well, all right, great. He's got experience in, in the – was he in the penultimate group or was he in the final group? I can't remember. At um, the Open, he was in the he was in the final group. Final group with Rory. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cam and Cam and, yeah, was <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so like, and then he did it again at the Masters, and the, the around the green shit is not fixed. And then, dude, he was missing so many fucking pots. And I know that'll come back because he <clears throat> typically he's a good putter, but um, yeah. I think I think the guy you mentioned earlier is a great pivot, uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh, I mean, if, if Vic's going to get all this ownership, you know, spend the extra hundred bucks and move up to Fitz and get a nice little pivot. Um, I prefer Fitz over Sunjay. I'm just a never a Sunjay guy. Uh, I just don't trust him. And yeah. I don't, like like I said before, I don't care if I don't care if Fitzy's coming off uh coming off a win. Like he should play well at this course. And I hate Fitz. I he is my least yeah. favorite golfer. Like I don't like to look I at agree. him. I don't like to hear him talk. I don't like to watch him play. I just don't like anything about him. And but I think as far as like a DFS play goes, I think his his game should work here. Uh and uh yeah, I think he's a natural pivot uh, off of Vic right there. Yeah, he found he found something at Augusta with that with that swing with the yep. ball striking, and I was very hesitant to touch him at Harbor Town. Obviously, he went out and won there. He yep. needed one week to get back into the groove, and he did it. And just like last year, he was a top ten machine. Just when he started going, just gaining four four plus strokes off the tee every yep. damn week. So if he's yep. back to that that form, I know he took him a while to win, but he obviously won at the U.S. Open, won again this season. He's with the live guys leaving. He's kind of solidified his top ten oh, uh, world ranking. No, so, absolutely. Yeah, and it's a golf course where it's driver heavy. And yeah. Matt Fitz coming onto the PGA Tour was not an elite driver of golf ball, and that's now what he, he surely is now. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So I think he's yep. a good player. Well, that's what pisses me off about Fitz too, because I was uh, me and Steve were talking uh, on the show, and I was debating between Hovland. And, Whoever, some other loser who was at the t- like a twenty-eight, or I could have got a thirty, or whatever it was, at, at, with Fitz, and I was debating between uh, those two, and I picked the fucking wrong one. So maybe chase him a little bit, but yeah, it's the worst. Guy, listen, golf betting's hard, guys. Uh, that's that, that's the bottom line. <laughs> I guess unless you're willing to eat the chalk at the top of the board every single week this year, it seems. In twenty twenty three, you have to. Hey, man, I hit Rom. At the Masters, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I ate it that week. Um, all right, before we jump into uh, the rest of the ranges, we are also brought to you guys by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here. Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes, plus plenty of other ways to win with the NBA, NHL, and MLB. Their player prop parlay. 
Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And it is Kentucky Derby Week in the notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network for all of your triple crown bets. Plus, leave a review of the show wherever you get your podcast between now and the Belmont, Saturday, June 10th, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a canvas print of the Wolf's one-of-a-kind fallen Bob painting. It's post time. I, I, I like the Derby. I don't know dick about horses at all, nothing. Uh, but I do listen to that dude um, who we bring on, Super Shop, and like I bet like the pre-races and all this other stuff. And the only other guy I listen to about horses is Wiley. Uh, and that's it. Those are those he two knows guys. His shit. I blind. He knows his shit. Yeah, man. I just blind. I just blind bet both of them. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's the one day to care about horses of the year. You got to yeah. make the best out of it. Like you don't. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You have fun. I always yeah. bet some random horses. Act like I know what I'm talking about to my yeah, friends, yeah. and then hopefully yeah. one of them hits. Yeah. Yeah, I love talking myself into a horse that I've never seen race or know nothing about. I'm like, oh, it's definitely going to be Bob's definitely. silent show or whatever. It's like, yeah. okay, all right, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, all right, so the, we'll go into the 8K range. Oh, I was going to say something else. What the fuck was I going to say? Oh, uh, the underdog, do you do the best balls? No, I don't do any of that stuff. Do you? You don't do any fantasy. Oh, no, fuck no, I don't do best balls. No, absolutely not. No, I don't do any like prize picks, underdog fantasy, anything like that. Just just DFS and betting. Okay, so you, you do any like fantasy football home leagues or anything? Oh yeah, I do fantasy football, but not like okay. uh, best ball okay. or stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't wrap my head around best ball. I, I yeah. missed, I missed the boat on that one, and I'm like, that's nah, too late. I'm good. I got enough shit. Yeah. Um, but Sean and Kramer fucking love that shit. Should, fucking Ryan does like a 24 hour draft every year. He stays awake for 24 hours drafting these things. He's a fucking maniac. It's insane. It's really insane. Fuck, it's a maniac. Um, all right. So the 8K range. Oh, shit. Where'd it go? All right. There we go. So this is always this is it. Oh, this is always the most interesting like range, right? Like, yeah. It really is. Like because of the way everybody builds, well, not everybody, but you know, the masses build. They go 10, 9, maybe they get to a low eight, maybe. But most of the time, this is like the forgotten range. Um, yeah. and this has a very strange name in it. Uh, Justin Thomas at 8,900. That is crazy. And I think it's fair. If not, yeah. maybe a hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, yeah. Justin Thomas is like one, the only guy that I could say is blacklisted for my betting card. <laughs> it, it was Xander Shoffley and Justin Thomas, but like in my brain, if you top five somewhere, you're off the blacklist. So Justin Thomas okay. is still off, is still on that blacklist. But what that means in my stupid brain is that if you're blacklisted, I play you in DFS no matter what. So I'm going to play Justin Thomas no matter the form, no matter how much he keeps dropping, dropping because okay. – we just know that he's Justin Thomas. I'm not going to give the whole spiel. Everyone knows Justin Thomas is Justin Thomas, yeah, but yeah. it can yeah. happen. And he's going to be – he was sneakily highly highly owned the last time he dipped this low just because people wanted to bet it. I mean, wanted yeah. to play it. I feel yeah. like there's going to be a week where he just really low owned and then he just pops. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's look, he looks like the second highest owned guy other than Cam. Yeah, yeah. so we'll see. It's I mean, people see the price. They play. see the name. Yeah, I'd like – I just – I can't get there with him, like, He's won twice in what two, three years? Like, yeah. it's just, I mean, yeah. And and the, the betting number really frustrates me. I'm like, is what is it now? Guys, I saw like, he's like 21. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Truly the ridiculous. Guys, won, it's fucking absurd. It's the, <laughs> he, it's the, didn't he it's win the, the PGA recognition. here, right? Yeah, he won the PGA here. It was like 2016, 17. I'm bad with yeah. fucking remembering years and shit. Um, I was bad before COVID and then after COVID. Like, fucking forget about it. I feel like shit that happened two years ago was like three months ago. Um, especially since we did shut down in Florida. 
<laughs> so I wish I was here then. I wish I was here then, but I was in the worst state. Yeah, we, we had a rough six weeks of shutdown down here. Pretty bad. <laughs> we, were fucking, we were drinking at bars fucking like two months later. It was ridiculous. I was stuck in my damn house for a year. <laughs> yeah, I felt so bad for all my family and friends back in the Northeast. I was like, oh, man. So, yeah, I'm just was, yeah, going, out to, going, out, going out to the bar. They were like, what? I was like, yeah, I was going out to the bar. Oh, my God. Living in New Jersey and Baltimore in those, in, those two, in those years was like the worst thing. Like the worst thing. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. So anyway, all right. So 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 you're so you're you're gonna, you're gonna play Jay Z. I'm gonna pass him um, just because I don't believe in his game. Everybody, everybody's darling community bet of the week. I even threw like fifty bucks on it just in case Cam Young does win. I want to be a part of the community win. But I mean, it was a different course that he came in second at, right? Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> some people might not know that. Yeah. So different course. He's gonna win eventually. We keep saying, right? And I guess we it happened with Willie Z too. Um, you know, obviously played great at the match play, meh, at the Heritage, and good at the Masters. Like I don't know, twenty percent owned. I think I'll pass on him in D, D, DFS. And I mean, the guy right below him is such a natural pivot, and he's been playing better than he has. And Sam Burns, eighty six hundred, sub ten percent. Like I think that's a, I think that's a really good DFS play. Long and straight. It's Bermuda, like. Well, I don't understand why he's sub ten. I don't know if he'll stay there as the week. Yeah, goes. and Sam Burns like figured out that driver too, and it transitioned right into a wind early, and that's what you need here. Back to the Cam Young yeah. thing, like the the ownership makes sense, even though it was at a different golf course last year. This is a golf course made for Cam Young. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Absolutely. I don't. I'm probably not going to be a a part of the Cam Young thing because I love when he's chalk and then just does not do anything and then, yeah and then he Troll just people. i just and then he was so he went on that run in the summer where he was really chalky and then then went to shit and then no one played him at the open he was like two percent and i like hyped him up so much finished like top three so i'm gonna <sighs> take a back seat to cam young because we know it's gonna be some time he's gonna be chalky up until rochester then maybe I'll hop on him once once that time passes. But once that I'll time passes, back. I like yeah, it. I'm naturally contrarian as well, man. So uh, yeah. that's, that's probably why we get along. As soon as everybody likes somebody, I'm like, fuck that dude. He sucks. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I like Burns. Uh, I don't want anything to do with Hat in here. Um, I, I want Hat. I'm against you on there. Do you? All right. So I'm typically I'm typically a Hat and guy. Um, I mean, he played well at courses he doesn't like, the Masters. I expected more out of my RBC. I think the betting number is fair. But I just feel like he's right next to Burns. I just feel like Burns is such a better play. Yeah, I don't see Terrell Hatton winning this golf tournament. He always is sneaky, like sne- has some sneaky ownership, kind of like Corey Connor, just like a guy that's mm-hmm. so consistent. Like, and he'll 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 be like T thirty to T forty, like the whole tournament. That have a good round Sunday and finish like T eleven, which is like a solid finish in DFS. Yeah. Um, He's the seventh ranked total driver of the golf ball in this field, like 11th on tour, I think. And the iron numbers are okay. Once you get like, he's better with his uh, mid mid to short irons, but the long irons are okay. Uh, Gainer on Bermuda, not the best, but I feel like the driver can only make his ceiling so low. He's going to play out of the fairway. He's going to be long. I'm hoping, what are you seeing his ownership at right now? Still sub 10. Yeah, Yeah, sub 10 still. I don't hate yeah, it. Yeah, listen, I don't hate it either. Like I just I think I like I think objectively I would much rather play Burns. And that's just it. Like I'm not playing two of these guys. I mean, listen, if I'm making 20 lineups, but if I'm doing a single entry and I'm picking between Burns 
versus Manhattan, I'm taking Burns. Yeah, I feel like you have more volatility with Burns, but like you have winning yep. upside with Burns versus Hatton. It's like a, I feel like you're going to get yeah, high floor. Exactly. Exactly. High floor. What do you think about what do you think about Sahith this week? Sahith, I, I'm Sahith is a guy who like never really makes sense anywhere. It's either he pops or he doesn't. And yeah, I'm yeah. I'm on Sahith when the number is right and when people kind of forget about him. Unless it's the only time I'm gonna gearing up for him is I'm gonna play him at Rocket kind of no matter what because you can like drive it anywhere there. But yeah. he's performed at golf courses that are really tight and performed at golf courses that are like really wide and he's just so volatile in, yep. in like a good way. So whenever he gets chalky, I'm just nosy. Okay, all right. So I, I just I thought of it in this way. Like, listen, if we think Cam Young's gonna win soon and we think Sahith is gonna win soon, this is more of a betting thing. Like. Why wouldn't I just bet Sahith every time I bet Cam? No, that makes <laughs> people. People probably think Cam Young is better, which like he very well might be. He's yeah. got better performances in majors, but they're both similar age. They both have, I wouldn't really say a similar style game, but they both no. have like winning equity and yep. have shown to be at the top of the leaderboard in big events. So no, I agree with you. And you're getting a better number on, Sahith, and if he wins before Cam Young, no one will be surprised. They'd be like, okay, no one will yeah. be surprised. No exactly. Surprised. Hey, and, you're, and you're getting almost two and a half on the betting number, right? And you're getting and you're getting a third of the ownership, right? So uh, just and you're and you're paying five hundred dollars less. So that's something to think about too. Yeah. Um You you a Fleetwood guy? No. So I used to hate Fleetwood, and then I, I started liking Fleetwood after the pretty self depreciating after being first round leader at uh, Sawgrass. Um, yeah. So you bet him that you bet him there. No, fuck no, no. Oh. Dude, that's what I still. That's what I still like. I still didn't love. Him. Yeah, I was like, that, um, that'd be a crazy. I have a thing, I have a thing, I have a, yeah, I, I have a thing against most British golfers until they prove to me that they're not scumbags. Uh, yeah. And like in his in his interview, like maybe it was like, all right. I, I, yeah, it's a pretty good interview. I can't hate the guy. And so then I started betting him and, and been using him more and things like that. He's always a good first round leader bet, but yeah, I don't think I can get behind him here either. He's, I mean, he has, does have a top fifteen here, um, but there's only so many guys you can play, uh, and I'd much rather play Sahith for two hundred dollars more. Um, the seven K range is fucking huge. Give me like uh, three guys, three guys you like, three guys you hate, whatever. There's so it's so it's huge. so huge. And there's so many guys that like make sense. I mean, I don't know how yep. Matt Kuchar is seventy nine hundred dollars at this golf course in this field. <laughs> I mean, twenty twenty one, he's got two top tens like in the last two years. So I, I mean, last three years makes sense. But it just feels it feels like it just doesn't make sense at this in this event. Keith Mitchell is going to be really chalky. Oh yeah, you, you play Keith Mitchell where you play Rory McIlroy. You don't have to overthink that. But he's going to be so chalky. But there's so many guys that I can but see. But there's good, good reason for him to be chalk, though. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Mitchell be chalk. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like in this range, I'd want to get so contrarian and just play like the guys who aren't long and straight. Just play like the like the the fairway finders, the Adam Hadwins, the Denny McCarthy. Yeah. Just like those random guys who won't be highly owned at all, but like will play out of the fairway and have the top 10 equity because I don't want to play the chalky Wyndham Clarks. No. Who, oh, yeah, they're bombers and they make sense. And they can hit it along the street at Quail Hollow, but I don't know. They they don't always pan out, and I don't want to play a chalky Keith Mitchell, chalky Wyndham Clark. I feel like that's going to be the buzz of the week in that in this range. So I might get contrarian down here. I wonder if I wonder if Wyndham Clark's going to get lower ownership because he had such a bad Thursday. He grinded it out. I mean, I'll give him credit for that. I took him as my one and done. I I didn't even think. Me I didn't too. Realize he, I didn't realize. 
as he made the cut until Sunday when I saw him on the leaderboard. I was like, what the fuck? I thought he missed the cut. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, whatever, 30, 30 grand doesn't make a difference. But um, I wonder if he'll get a little credit for that. But, yeah, I mean, he... I mean, him and Keith Mitchell are sitting right next to each other. I mean, how much ownership is that little spot going to suck up? And Keegan, too, right? Like, I love Keegan. Yeah. And, like, he's, he he's makes sense be, here, yeah. He makes sense here. Long straight, great long iron player. Like, I don't know. His form's not the best right now. So I, I honestly I wish Keegan didn't play so well last year at last the – um, I know. I because, I know. yeah. I had a ticket. That was that was super fun to really gain, like, fucking nine strokes putting and, nine strokes putting and still somehow lost the – Fucking tournament. Yeah, I had a max ticket. I was that was there last. I was there last year. That was that was that was fun. That was fun. Oh, that's right. You were. That's right. Yeah, fun for you, miserable for me. Um, yeah. So I mean, out of this, I I think I just want I want to know how chalky Gary's gonna end up being. Like he I don't might, know if he, he might just be. Yeah, I think he's gonna be, and like so, I think if he's gonna be chalky, then I'll, I'll probably skip him. Patrick Rogers looked good, man. He's dude. He's looked good his last three events. It's tough for me to ever get to Patrick Rogers because when he makes too. sense is the times he disappoints he you. But cut. this is yeah, this isn't a field where like he's like, all right, what, like those Patrick Rogers twenty to one weeks are the weeks that like everyone's like, oh, it's this time at, at the Bermuda yeah, Championship, and then he's like, right, exactly. He he shoots even par in round one, and then like backdoors a t fifteen. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So so Cam this morning brought up to me Cam Davis, and I initially. Poo pooed the idea, but he looked okay at Heritage. He looked good at the players. I don't know what the fuck happened to Valero. His his style of play fits this course. I I can see it. I think he's going to be sub ten right around. You know, Griot's chalk. You know how those weeks work out. Griot chalk always works. Um, Griot's in good form too. That's fucking wild. But I'm not betting or playing Griot. No. Hayden Buckley. Hayden Buckley sub ten. I like Buckley. He he uh, he actually might be a bet for me. I just he's one. He's literally he's one not, of the best. He's not winning. He's not. Winning. No, he's not winning. He's literally not winning. Like, it's a wasted no. money. But like I, I'm probably gonna play him or bet him. Um, but I back to that Cam Davis thing. Yeah. When he was sixth at the players, it was like he gained eight strokes short game, and I was like, all right, like this is just not what you not want out of Cam Davis. Right. But he really fixed whatever whatever happened. He gained. 7.7 strokes ball striking uh, at the RBC Heritage last week, two weeks yep. ago, which is what you want to yep. see out of Cam Davis. I know he said he was like sick or whatever, and now he yeah. he feels better. But that's this is what you want to see from Cam Davis, and he's trending in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it looks like he fixes around the green shit too. So yeah, that that's pretty. He still can't putt, but I'm a, I always play guys who can't fucking putt. So that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't change it for me. All right, so you're on board with Buckley. <sighs> I don't know. Like when you get down to like the low sevens, I think they're right back to back. Ben Martin and Justin Su. Justin Su is looking like sub two percent, and this dude has just been has making upside. Fucking cuts, man. He really doesn't have the upside. I mean, his DK score is not bad. He's relatively long. Um, I mean. His, he was atrocious uh, <laughs> at the RBC, but prior to that, 45-6, 24th, 5th, 40th, 20th for 7,100 uh, for a guy who can who can score. Like, yeah, I mean, dude, he's, Remember, he's like top, top top 35, I think, in, in DK scoring, like at 7,100. Heading into the Valspar, he was the chalkiest most bet player. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. on, 
they're not that different of golf course. They're not they're really not that different. Yeah, no. So agree that. he was literally the most most hit player and like the one of the chalkiest players like Justin Sudchalk week, which is just crazy. <laughs> exactly. Obviously, obviously didn't pan out, but no. If you liked him there, there's no reason you shouldn't like him here at this ownership and price. Yeah, the ownership's super super low and i figure man you see somebody down here that's that consistent at 7100 that can score right i mean the name of the right. game in this is is dk scoring right so right. you got you got to score and 34th in this field very shocking so you can easily outscore his position as well even if he comes in you know 29th but if he makes a shit ton of birdies and, and doesn't get himself in trouble like I like that. No. I like Ben Martin too. Still sub, still, 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 still sub ten. Um, I don't like his upside as much as sub, but he's another, you know, steady Eddie. He's just wicked short, which uh, works yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he's um, a guy that always models out well for me. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Um, you going back to uh, Ash a- Akshay? Akshay. Uh, Akshay. Yeah, I mean, I probably I haven't bet. I bet him in uh like. That the tournament he shot like that sixty two in round two oh, and yeah, like finished yeah. eighth something like that yeah, random yeah. tournament. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, he's good. Like no, no, yeah. no. I was impressed. I was yeah. impressed. So like, I never, I never really watched him too closely because when Twitter golf gets on a guy and just starts slobbing on his knob, like I immediately get my back up and I'm like, oh, Christ, dude, how many golf shots have you seen this guy actually fucking hit? Um. Right. And uh, I credit John uh, Hasselbauer to ruin my life that way. I had him on the pod one time, and I was talking about Justin Lauer. And uh, he was like, how many golf shots have you seen him hit? And I was like, oh, my fucking God, like five. Why do I like this yeah. guy so much? It's like, you just ruined my life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I, I, dude, I was impressed, man. Uh, listen, played, played good on Sunday in the big boy group, man. I liked him. Um, yeah. No, he's a yeah, good golfer. He's, he's, he'll win eventually. Yeah, he'll, he'll definitely win. Sam Stevens is – so chalky. What what am I missing? Uh, yeah, he's just an, a, a sick iron player. I yeah. just won't ever buy that chalk. And it's just the, those names that you 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 kind of hear in the six K range, and then they they burst out of it, and everyone's on them. Yeah, I like I was not. I'm not claiming I was ever on Sam Stevens, and would have ever called that. Right. Like. Like I happened, I was on Tano Goya a, a, a bunch this pa- like this past fall and early okay. whatever, and now he's getting he's got super chalk and upper six K range and it wasn't really panning out when that that happened it happens every single year so yeah. you just when this happens just don't buy it don't bite don't bite yeah yeah it, I mean you look at his results man I mean it's they're pretty uh pretty back and forth man it's pretty wild <laughs> like how young is this kid is he like is he like early twenties. Sam Stevens. Let's see how old Sam Stevens is. Because I mean, he goes from miscut third, second miscut prior to that, fifteenth miscut, thirty fourth, thirteenth, sixty seventh, three yeah. miscuts, fifty seventh. Like he's like twenty seven. Oh, all right. So he's not even like young. No. no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, I'll pass. So like, yeah, because when I'm like, wait, who the fuck is this dude? Because I think I heard somebody talking about him. Um, maybe it was the heritage I heard somebody talking about maybe Valero too. I don't know, but I was like, "Who the fuck is this dude?" And you, yeah. I do this shit, and I'm like, "If I don't know who you are, like, uh, then I'm either slacking or I missed something." So, like, what did I miss? But yeah, no thanks. Yeah, he was crazy. third and second in Corrales and Valero back to back weeks. Yeah, and he comes out, uh, he comes out pretty high in my model too, and that's what really stood out. I was like, I don't even fucking, I don't really know who you are. Like, I know your name. Um, 
So I shat on Pendrith last week. I was like, fucking horrible play. Why would anybody play this fucking bomb? Blah, 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 blah. And he comes, comes out, and I fucking thought he was going to be first-round leader, and I was going to lose my fucking mind. Um, yeah. But, I mean, listen, he still he still looked like he fixed a little something. Long, longish, squirrely off the tee still. I think I'm still going to pass on him, though. Yeah, I, I bet Pendrith last week, and I was... Did you? Yeah, I was pretty high on him going into last week just because the... The form wasn't there, but the bit, the, the the golfer profile in the shitty field Perfect. made sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, didn't pan out. He didn't end up. He had a one good round, and it's kind of finished that that t thirty. He had one good round, but I don't know. I don't love it here. You can't really just go as bombs away. You can't spray it here as much as you could last week. So he didn't yeah. even hit it that good. Obviously, he lost a stroke and a half today. So yeah, I'm not there yet on Pendrith, especially in this better field. But I'll I would bet him again in Mexico just in a second. I guess even if yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. I mean I, I mean even Scam Champ came through last week. So uh, Brian in the chat, uh, Brian in the chat wants to know uh, why Keith Mitchell will be chalky. Keith Mitchell will be chalky because we're back on Bermuda. He bombs the shit out of the ball, uh, and he has two top tens here out of his last three appearances, and he's. You know, fairly priced. He came in sixth at the Genesis, um, which isn't like a comp course, but kind of is. So, yeah, Keith Mitchell will definitely be chalky. Plus, anybody who, any guy who has a pulse and you can get like a 90 to one on him on a betting card will translate the DFS ownership because they've yeah. got a 90 to one. They're going to put him in a DFS lineup. Look at and look at all the courses Rory McIlroy has played well in his career. Keith Mitchell has probably top 10 there. Um, CJ Club at Summit. <laughs> Wells oh, Fargo. Steve's head's going to explode when he hears this shit. <laughs> Even the Royal St. George's, not the, the, the Canadian Open one, finished t- top 10 there, was 54-hole leader, yeah. at, leader at the CJ Cup that Rory won. Um, and there's there's another one too. That's just like so crazy. I mean, you make they're both elite drivers. So yeah, yeah. it's just funny because Steve gets. Uh, I'll even do it just to rile him up. Like if it's a round course, you got to play Palmer, and he just fucking. Starts twitching. <laughs> Gotta play Palmer if you're playing fucking Rob. What are you talking about, man? Well, um, yeah. All right, so this is this is your range, right? And I don't want to blow up your your article or anything like that. So maybe give uh, give two guys you like dumpster diving in the six K range. All right, I'll start off with Will Gordon, and it's simply just because he's a cut maker. He ranks 11th on tour in total driving. That's kind of what you want. I'm taking the driver narrative. This 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 event and yep. he's a guy who's kind of faded on the weekend but if you're gonna if you're gonna do that in the 6k range rather be on the weekend than coming out the gates like shit you want a guy who can get through the cut so i would go with will gordon up at i think he's six nine and then i'm seeing yep. uh, toasty's gonna be really chalky again which is hilarious because he just came through last week i do, really do not get that at all <laughs> um, and then besides that, if you want a, another guy at all the way at the bottom, dumpster diving, Come on. Uh, tr- relying on the on the driver, Brent Grant at 6'3". All he does is drive okay. long and straight. Not really good anywhere else, but he's just like, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll get there, but he's just, I, yeah. it's still early in, on a Monday. Brent Grant at 6'3", absolute, one of the best drivers on tour, swear to God. Yeah, it's funny. I, I have him started, and the only other guy I have started underneath him is Duff Daddy. <laughs> only because he's got good course history yeah. and he made fucking like four or five cuts before he missed the cut at the he made the more than he made a lot of cuts before that and the yeah. ball striking numbers were there i was all over him that week and he sold me yeah yeah and he's just like i don't know i don't know what the dk scoring is going to be there um i know uh 
Carson Young at 6,100 seems like a, he can make some shit fit. Obviously in good form with RBC in Mexico. Might be too cheap, yeah. I, th- I think he might be too cheap. Uh, and then the only other two guys that I like uh, in the 6K range. What's funny is I had uh, Toasty highlighted for you. Highlighted because I had to ask you about him. Like, Did you see that routine that he was fucking doing? Oh, yeah. I tweeted that. That shit was insane. What? Yeah, I saw that. It was fucking nuts. Like, I don't even like. Did anybody ever get a fucking explanation? <laughs> I really don't think so. People were like <laughs> replying to my tweet, like, what is going on? I was like, I yeah. literally don't. You know, I don't know either. I, just, I don't know. I was hoping you'd tell me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. He came out of nowhere. He's a Florida guy. He went to UF. I don't know. Oh, did he go to UF? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. What do you think of Dylan Wu? Another guy who is fucking just steady fucking Eddie. 6,700. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, that. Like he was not, he was not, um, I mean, he's playing good. He's playing yeah. good, and I don't think he's playing – well, what would his brother have been priced right now if he was oh, in this field? Like 7-2? Uh, no, probably more than that based off of last week. But he, So his brother's probably better, but Dylan is like he, – he's has some good results. Yeah. I don't think he's quite the player like of this he's – he's way better uh, short irons than he is with his long irons. That, I don't know. He's never played here before. Yeah, Not for me. Those, no, that's fine. All right. I just saw that, you know, nice, steady Eddie, like T35 of the players is respectable, you know, 10th at the Honda. Like, that's fine. Like, uh, like, no, there's definitely worse plays. There's definitely worse plays in him. And then that. the only other asshole that I have down here is is Harry Hall. Um, I don't know if I'll actually get to him. Yeah, he's a bomber for sure. Um, but that's kind of it. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah. I, I, I say he, puts, he puts well on Bermuda, but I feel like. Oh, he's actually really good at putting. Wow. Yeah, he's yeah, he's the one who taught uh he told uh Ashke to, to do the to aim, aim point. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And so I was on the only, the only reason I even know who this asshole is, uh I didn't know who he was prior. I, I don't remember what it was. I don't know what tournament it was, but all of a sudden it looked like he was gonna steal first round leader money out of my pocket. And I saw him with his fucking scally cap on and I texted Steve. I was like, Who the fuck is Harry Hall? Yeah. <laughs> who the fuck is this asshole? Um and that's how guys like that get on my radar, and then I start betting him. Um yeah. <laughs> But yeah, all right, man. Well, uh, you got anything else? No, I think that's it. We'll definitely have some more stuff later in the week. We got, yeah, you know, yeah, just right here on this Golf Gambling Podcast channel. We got, we'll have a five grand betting show. We'll have a 6K range DFS show. I'm thinking we'll have a Wednesday narratives and interview final thoughts DFS show. Probably my favorite show to do, but I love the events. I love Yeah, the, the smaller narratives. events, they don't have, uh, they don't have a lot of interviews. So, like, there was like one interview last week, so I didn't even do the show. This week, I will definitely have some more. Um, I'm interested to see what Rory has to say. Interested to see what uh, Patrick Cantley has to say. They're going to ask him some slow, slow, slow play questions for sure. But that'll be Wednesday. And then, yeah, you know, the, any questions, you know where to find me. Yep. Hit him up on Twitter, man. He's a good follow. The, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, Steve will be back uh, tomorrow night for the betting show. He should be well rested. Uh, from his like 10 day fucking vacation uh, <laughs> down to the outer banks. So uh, we'll pick his brain tomorrow night. You guys know where to find me at Boston underscore Capper on Twitter. And uh, yeah, let's fucking go.